hello, hello, hello. Um, I'm really late today. It's already Wednesday, and I'm in a time vortex where time is going super fast and slow at the same time. I am dragging my feet through every day of work, every lesson, every moment, every question, every failed virtual lesson. And then, before I know it, the day's over, and I'm on the couch, exhausted, um, actively declining opportunities to do things that are healthy for me. For example, I have not journaled. I have meditated. I'll give myself that. Um, But I know I need to go grocery shopping and get some fresh produce in my body. But then by the time I can do it, I just look at my phone and I order delivery. And let's just say... I'm thankful to be alive after the artery-clogging food I've been putting into my body. And so um, saying this out loud is giving me an understanding of where I am mentally. I think I'm stressed. I'm anxious. I feel like I have very little time. But then also I can give myself some patience because that four-day weekend at the lake house is something that exhausts me. And... Um, other people I know, they can do that, no problem, and then go right back into their week. I'm the type of person, my packed bag will stay packed for the next month. Um, going, Getting back into the swing of things like grocery shopping. I have not grocery shopped. That's what it is. Okay, I'll feel so much better once I get some things in my house to snack on and to eat. Um, and then... I am proud that I did unpack my bag, Um, so that's one issue I've addressed head-on. I didn't want that to be the situation, but I'm paying for it in other ways. Um, I'm late with this recording, and so I want to berate myself about it, but I can take a deep breath and forgive myself. So let's do that together. That feels much better. Um, I opened up some blinds in my house. I, um, have my lesson plan in on time, but I kind of cheated. I have, um, different sections of classes and I only submit one sometimes, (laughs) hoping that if they're checked, the person checking will be like, okay, there's something in here. Let's move on. Um, but it's too much. I'm really dreading work every day, um, because Teaching is a bottomless pit of tasks that are never done. Never. One task really means a hundred more. Okay, so there's a meme that says, like, online teaching is like, okay, open up your Zoodlebop app and then um, get the password to Zinc and then um, just access the cloud on Beebleboop. And it's, it's, that's so true. Um, because most of my kids use Google Classroom, and then in Google Classroom, they have access to their Zoom, but to get access to their Zoom account for student safety, they need to access it through the Clever portal. Um, This is all real. This is not an exaggeration. Um, We're getting access to Nearpod soon, so that's probably going to be another password. Um, And then through all this... I didn't realize that my pre-K 
kindergarten students, maybe first grade too, I'm not sure, maybe second grade too, are all using a platform called Seesaw. And I asked the pre-K teachers via email, can they help me? And they sent me a 50-minute YouTube video of how to use this platform. And so it's like one question of like, oh, how can I help students on Seesaw equals a 50-minute task. And I mean, I guess I can just remind myself that other professions have this too. Other professions invite um, very long hours, um, the sense that you're never done, overwhelmed feelings, and that's what this is. Um, so what do I want to talk about today? How are you doing? That's a time delay technique I use. I'll just put it on you. How are you doing? Hmm. Um, so... I slept like garbage last night, which is really upsetting because I, I either sleep amazing or I sleep kind of like garbage. But then what's tough for me, and I don't need to go on and on about this, but lately I've been playing sleep meditations where they're like walkthroughs of different scenarios. And so I like the honest guys, especially the one called um, the Winter Cottage, I think it's called. Um, I'm looking now. And so what I do, oh, it's called The Cottage in the Snow by The Honest Guys. And it is available on Spotify. Um, And what's interesting is I claim that I didn't sleep through the night. I don't remember single meditation um, because it's an entire story. And what I like about them is normally I'm like, oh, I think the last thing I remember was walking through the snow and looking at the river. But then there's like 20 minutes after that. So I'm like, oh, I fell asleep. I feel like I didn't sleep, but I don't remember anything from any visualization. Um, I'm still caffeine free. I used to be covering my Starbucks tape with the washi tape and writing the date on each one. Haven't done that. So I could probably sit down and cover my cup with more tape. But let's look at that update. Um... I think I passed 30 days. One, oh, one month and one day um, caffeine, coffee-free. I did get Taco Bell with some friends on the way home from the lake house, and I ordered a Baja Blast <laughs> um, because it's just like a fun soda-type drink that I was really craving the sugar in. Um, and then my friends were like, that's very caffeinated. And I looked it up, and... I think it was still less caffeine than what I was drinking um, when I was drinking coffee. So, I mean, I'm still keeping my counter going. And then, all right, so let me talk about Sober October. I'm thrilled that this has been brewing in my mind and all the lessons I've learned over the years have really... Oh, isn't that wild? Years. I've been sober for years, year one and year two, and this is year three. I've been sober for years. That's wild. I'm genuinely shocked and in awe, and I'm smiling really big, and my eyes are bugging out of my head. I've been, yeah, oh, me, oh, yeah, I haven't had a drink in years. (laughs) And um, managing or working with my account, 
I've learned so many lessons and one of them is like my control issues and thinking like if I were to do like a sober October type thing, I would want checklists and I would want people to sign up and get an email response and I'd want them to um, share every single doodle and hashtag tea doodler and I'd want them um, to share it with their friends and I'd want them to, I'd want it to be really rigid, but I'm looking inward about like what's possible for me even. I don't think I can post every day. I'm really trying to be on my phone much less. And so how can I do this and how can I support my own sobriety and potentially inspire other people to be sober? And like, it really resulted into this like menu of prompts. And so it really is take what you need. And I do imagine some people... Like, if I found this in early recovery, I would have done every single one, every single day. Um, I would have, I would have done five a day. I don't know. Like, and it's whatever people need. Um, And so if people want to do, you know, maybe once every few days, once a week, maybe you just want to pick some prompts that you like. Um, It really is uh, whatever people need. And this is also a note to myself that I don't need to create chaos in my life to get a doodle on the internet every day. Um, I am certainly motivated to, like now I'm feeling how lovely it is when I do make it a priority to sit with my doodling supplies with a hot cup of um, Dandy Blend, which is my um, coffee drink alternative that I'm obsessed with, honestly. I... At the lake house, it was my joke. Every, and everyone was like, oh great, this guy's gonna talk about Dandy Blend again. <laughs> because some people would ask a question, like, hey, um, do you know what I wanna do? And I would look at them and smile and say, try Dandy Blend? <laughs> um, so that was me. And the answer would always be like, no, let's take shots. And I'm like, let's take shots of Dandy Blend. Um, so this is not an advertisement. It's just the idea that there's so many options for us, um, outside of the norm. You don't need to, um, burn yourself out at work, um, pep yourself up on buckets of caffeine, have trouble sleeping. So then you need a nightcap, you know, a a glass of wine or whiskey to wind down. Um, you sleep horribly. So then you turn to cannabis and the cannabis helps you finally fall asleep and then you wake up and you need to start it all over again. I have disrupted that normal, normalized pattern and I'm thrilled over it. Um, And you can too. So I am thinking for my participation in doodling through Sober October, I do think I will do... um, a bunch of the prompts that I came up with. Because uh, I would like to encourage other people that like, these don't need to be perfect. Um, you really can get something out of it. Um, consistency really helps. One of the prompts I put was like, wake up early and doodle with like a hot beverage. And that to me is, I guess, the thesis for me. Like that's my favorite time to do it. Uh, but I also do it before going to bed sometimes. So that's something else we can do. Um, 
And then I am thinking I would, I have not been doing Instagram lives and I really miss them. I loved them. I love talking to you if you've ever had um, the like coincidence of like finding me on Instagram live. It's normally like random when I just feel inspired to do it. I haven't had the heart to do it because I am on screens all day looking at myself, talking to kids. Okay, hearing that out loud, talk therapy is fantastic. Thank you for being my therapist. Um, I need to connect with people in my community. Of course, it's draining when it's a kid learning English and they don't know how to use a computer. You all know how to use Instagram. And so connecting with you would probably be a relief. Um, I will not go live today. It's Wednesday. And I want you all to support uh, Recovery for the Revolution. They have a fantastic... I'm sorry, I don't have it open right now. But um, Recovery for the Revolution. Uh, Carolyn has a fantastic webinar um, intro to decolonized recovery. Holy crap. I do want to go to this, but I am so, I, I, I can't do more on the computer. Um, I can't do more screen time. Um, and I am going on walks and I am, um, doing things around the house and I am watching TV but that's different than like social media on my phone up close to my face because when I put the TV on, I can go for like a walk around the house. I can get up and get a seltzer and it doesn't feel, it's a different energy exchange. And then also I think I'm counteracting that with like going on long walks with my audiobook, And so I'm still working through irresistible about smartphone technology or technology addiction and then once I finish that, I'm going to go back to permission to feel um, because I think they are just hitting the nail on the head in terms of what I need in recovery right now. Okay, I'm going to take a break. Take a deep breath. I hope you do too. Relax your shoulders, relax your jaw. And then I'm going to come back and talk about um, a certain craving I'm having. So what's really tough for me is having this Instagram account about sobriety um, and gaining followers and having, um, I guess, this like perception that um, I'm completely sober. And right now I am, um, but in year, in the second year of sobriety from alcohol, I had friends who were really um, big, big um, cannabis supporters. Um, they were always vaping, always smoking, always popping edibles. And what's interesting, even though I'd done so much work on my sobriety, I didn't even think much at all about um, edibles. I was like, this is... Like, it wasn't even on my radar as um, a substance, an issue, a problem, a cross-addiction. Um, it just seemed like 
I have all these symptoms of anxiety and worry, stress, insomnia, and this is an option. This is medicine. And maybe I still feel that way. Um, But luckily for me, at the beginning of the pandemic, what I had noticed... Oh, so this is... This was like April and March. I was coming home every single day from work, and I could not wait to get to that little tin can of gummies. And I would take about five or 10 milligrams and I would pop that in my mouth and just wait for the wave of relaxation to hit me and watch TV, eat food, zone out. Um, And I, what happened was towards the beginning of the pandemic, I was running out of them and I noticed like, I, I can't let this canister sit in my house. Like I don't have like, oh, oh, I forgot I had these. That was not the case. It was, I have these, take them. Um, And so when the last can ran out, I realized what if I stopped and oh my God, This was five months, 25 days ago. And this has been on my mind because um, the lake house weekend, it was again available to me. And I struggle. Why am I not engaging? I'm depriving myself of something that I'm so tempted by. Um, But I kept, I said, some little tiny voice in my head is saying, you don't need it. Um, what if you don't? What if you make it to six months? Um, and so I just held through. And then, I don't know if you're paying attention, I won second place in the beer Olympics, which I think is hysterical still. Oh my God. Um, oh, I don't even think I mentioned the best part. In the last tournament, the last tournament was beer pong which I was never invited to the parties. I was the RA in college. Like I wasn't playing beer pong. Um, My drinking was different. Um, Also, I have never in my life had a single beer. So that's an honest, that's my party trick at parties. I say, actually, I've never had a beer in my entire life. I was more of a gin and tonic guy, vodka soda, whiskey. Oh my God, those were my those are my drinks. Beer was a waste of time. Wine, I would mess with. Absolutely. Um, but a beer just seemed like a gross, gross beverage to me. Um, anyway, my partner and I worked our way up through the beer pong tournament and I won the single, there was one single solo cup And I could not believe my eyes when I launched that ping pong ball into the final cup that won us the entire beer pong section of the Beer Olympics. And I am so happy I did that because I think that is so ironic that the only sober person won beer pong. And other people were joking that they needed to be drunker in order to be better at beer pong. Well, that's... That myth has been busted. Mythbusters 2020. Um, Anyway, the point of the story was one of the prizes was a can of edibles. 
and purely due to how much they cost. And I don't really know. I think it was like maybe $35, $40. That to me, I was like, that's money. Get the thing that's worth the most money. Um, and so I grabbed it, I took it, and I have it in my house. Actually, I'm not positive where it is. <laughs> maybe I don't have it, but it. I think it's zipped up in the one pocket of my bag that I didn't even open. And I've been getting through by not even thinking about it, thinking, well, what are my options? My options are I can dump it down the toilet, I can throw it out, I can give it to a friend, I can take them for myself, I can explore this option. Um, and that's something in therapy that my therapist seems to really be questioning for me. She is not a substance specialist. And she is asking me these questions that I think are really about getting me to my own point, my own point where I understand what what I'm doing with this. Um, And she does raise questions about abstinence in a non-judgmental way, but I think she wants me to really think like, okay, abstinence is what I've been doing. How is that going for me? And so just a big, so when I hear other people quit marijuana, I'm obsessed with it. I want to know why. I want to know how. I want to um, celebrate them. Um, And so that gives me a sense that like, this is the right path for me, that I'm so motivated by it. However, kind of the flip side of it is, I imagine that people who follow me are also inspired by me um, being completely abstinent um, because I'm, I get it. Like when I found out Miley quit smoking pot, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I can too. And so I, I understand it, but at the same time, I don't, I never said I was a role model. (laughs) And so like, I don't know. I, I, yes, I want to be celebrated, but at the same time, I don't want, um, I don't want to disappoint you. And that weight stresses me out. And so I'm, I, I feel like this is a bartering phase, a negotiation. They're like, hey, I want you to know right now I don't drink or do drugs. But I'm open to one... I'm tempted. I'm tempted right now. I would love to go upstairs, take an edible, and just say, peace out, work. I'm not doing it. And that's where the word escapism is really top of mind for me. And um, so I guess this is me just saying like, I'm struggling. I'm doing well and struggling at the same time. And maybe you'll relate to that. Um, Feel free to message me your thoughts about this uh, because um, one of my followers celebrated a year, I think very recently, like within a couple of days of now, is celebrating one year free of marijuana, which I'm so happy for them. I don't know if they listen to this. Um, I won't call them out by name. Um, and then also, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, dang. Well, the word escapism, uh, where was I going with this? I guess I shouldn't partake in cannabis if my brain fog is already this heavy. 
All right, um, I've really got to go. I have to teach in 10 minutes, and I'm going to try to get a shower in. Um, All right, I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to me. I appreciate it, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, Please, please consider joining me on um, Doodling Through Sober October, and then... um, Because for me, the added part of Sober October is not partaking in these edibles. So um, the support really means the world to me. Like when people share the doodle that marks Sober October, when people comment on it, thank you so much. All right. I love you. Have a good day. And I'll talk to you on Friday.